You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on Public Radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. I got a couple of guests in studio, and one will be on the phone. I'll introduce them shortly and let let them tell you a little bit about themselves. But certainly want to do a couple of quick announcements. Major League Baseball is coming to town at the tune of, I hope I don't have the figures wrong, but I'm thinking... $380 $380 million of taxpayers' dollars, and I just hope we get a better deal. I hope they negotiate a lot better than what they did with the Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders play. Nothing against the Raiders, but I think we got a terrible, terrible deal. So I'm hoping that uh, some folks will wake up and not let us get uh, gouged as we have with the other uh, baseball uh, arena, if you will. Um Juneteenth, there's there's several different Juneteenth celebrations, but I certainly will be attending the one that Diane and Dr. Pollard will be putting together, and I think that's over at the World Market Center. And if I'm not mistaken, Marsha told me it was from 4 to 7, I believe, on Saturday night or Saturday evening. So I just wanted to pass that along. That will occur today, so check them out. Um, Condolences. We lost a a great man in in Jim Brown, a, a great football player, but not only that, he was an activist within our our community, and he stood with uh, Muhammad Ali when he was having his troubles uh, uh, many years back. And then, of course, one in the arena of music, Miss Tina Turner and my family, Marsh and April, Angel, Amber, they have done the Tina Turner review, as we would call it, several times and uh, had a lot of fun with that, but uh, certainly Tina had an impact on music in our country. And then finally, uh, a dear friend, and she used to call me her chief, and that is Minister Eva Whaley. Her services are today, and I apologize, I failed to write down exactly where, but you can check the obituaries. Very briefly about uh, Miss Eva Whaley, she was one of my um, chaplains for Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. And she was not a trained chaplain. I remember a couple of people coming up to me and saying, oh, she shouldn't be saying Jesus Christ. I'm like, what? I said, she's, you know, trained chaplains are non-denominational when they, when, they, when they talk and speak. But in her case, she would always mention Jesus Christ at the end of her, her prayer. And I, I would bring in one of the chaplains. We had three, in fact. And I, I, I wanted an additional one. And then the Jewish guy said, we'd like to have a rabbi. I said, okay. So Rabbi Heck was, uh, was I think he's recently passed away, if I remember correctly, but he was one of our chaplains as well. And when we would promote, I would ask a chaplain to come and, you know, and pray for people because this 
the fire service, as we know, is a dangerous, dangerous profession. So I thought it was appropriate. In fact, I remember the first time people said, oh, people are going to have a problem with that, Chief. I said, well, (laughs) I'll make a statement before we, and I always make the statement that you don't have to stay in here. If, If it offends you, prayer offends you, you can step outside. No one, Nathan, Ray, no one ever stepped out the room because Prayer is important, and particularly when you're in a dangerous profession. With that, again, uh, Minister Eva Whaley's services are today. Check the obituaries for the time and place. Once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. Father's Day. I have, uh, and I always like to give a, a disclosure because these are relatives, son-in-law, son, and nephew. We have today Vernon Ray Ray Washington, Clifton Washington, and Nathan Armagon. So, gentlemen, I'd like for you to start out. Again, I I invited you guys because tomorrow is Father's Day, and I just wanted you to come in and just kind of give some expression in that regard. So I'll start by asking you all, and we'll start with Cliff since he isn't here. Cliff, just give a brief background on yourself, if you would. Yeah, yeah, good morning. Um, As you mentioned, I'm your nephew. Uh, I am a native to Las Vegas, meaning born and raised. Um, uh, I am now married with three wonderful children of my own. I uh, had an opportunity to go off to college in Texas and in Kingsville. And uh, currently work for uh, MG Resorts as a uh, sourcing manager. Um, have have some experience in accounting and some leasing. So I've, I've kind of done a little bit of everything, but... Um, and that's where I am today, but I would say fatherhood is definitely uh, a big part of my job as, as an adult. <laughs> Great. Okay. Ray Ray. Uh, morning, everyone. Uh, I am the, uh, the only son of uh, David Washington. I was uh, born and raised in Las Vegas. Uh, myself, I've, I've raised uh, seven children, uh, three biological, uh, with, my, with my wife. Now uh, we have a, a toddler. And... Um, Let's see, I'm six months into a retirement from the uh, Clark County uh, Department of Juvenile Justice. I was a probation officer for a little bit over 20 years. And uh, the only time I was able to leave Las Vegas, uh, which is the city that I do love, uh, was my four years um, in Mississippi, uh, just acquiring my, uh, my bachelor's. Pleasure to be here with my father. Okay, great. Nathan. Morning, everyone. Uh, Dave, thank you for... Having me on your show, as every son-in-law knows, it's not a good idea to refuse your father-in-law, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, happy to be on the show. Hopefully, you won't get accused of nepotism for anyone. Um, I'm originally from Cape Town, South Africa, um, but I've lived in the United States since 1997, and I've had the privilege of being an adopted son of Las Vegas for um, almost 16 years now. But most importantly, uh, God has blessed me, and you did say it was okay to use God's name. Absolutely. God has blessed me with uh, three wonderful uh, children, your grandchildren, Kasara, Kyron, and Amira. And uh, as Clifton said, uh, the biggest privilege in my life is to uh, be able to call myself father to them. Excellent. Look, I, I, I have a question for you all, and you guys can answer it in your own particular way. But what are give me two qualities you think are important in being a father? Let's go ahead, Nathan. We'll start with you. Yeah, I'm gonna sort of um, 
learned from my own experience with my own father in terms of the qualities that he had that I found to be very important. One is consistency, uh, knowing that your children can count on what you say, they can trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. and that you're predictable and that you don't surprise them. And I think consistency is important. And you mentioned Tina Turner uh, earlier. She had a song that says, what's love got to do with it? Mm-hmm. But love is everything to do with it. I think it's very important to show your children love because if you, they're not seeing that love in the home, mm-hmm. they're all going to be looking for that love elsewhere. And sometimes the way and means they look for that love aren't always healthy. So I say consistency and love. Good point. In fact, uh, before you, you guys go, uh, I just want to say that one thing in our home, we never really expressed love. And I, I remember my, my older brother, Buddy, he, he said that, you know, we never really talked about love one another. But uh, it's important. And mm-hmm. I agree, it's, it's, a, it's a quality that is important to the entire family. Ray Ray. I would say that um, two words I would like to use are like a vision and uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does goes without saying that children are going to be different, uh, almost complete opposites. No matter how many, no matter how many you you have, right. um, and just having that vision, uh, not not necessarily your own vision, but that child's vision. Mm-hmm. How I want my daughter or my son uh, to grow is completely different, and or it it, it may be the same as what you would like. Um, you would like to see as as an adult. Mm-hmm. So I think just just the vision and and the patience uh, does vision. go a long way. Visions and patience. In fact, the patient uh, part. Uh, your wife Nathan tells me I'm very short on. I, I'm not a patient person. When people want to explain something, to me, give me a, the condensed version. I don't mm. need all of that rigmarole. But those are those are important qualities. How about you, Cliff? Um, you know, I, I kind of piggyback on what they the, they said as well, Ray and Nathan. Um, definitely got You want to be loving, right? You want to be able to show your kids love because, like again, as Nathan kind of alluded to, uh, you know, they're looking for love in the wrong places. Um, but then also being, you know, kind of what tying in with what Ray said is to uh, be a leader, to be a leader in your home, uh, because obviously your kids, you are the first role model that your kids will look up to, and so. Um, I believe if you are a person, a, a great leader and, ca- and have good character, um, they will begin to model that as they become, to become their own their own adults. Sure. And and one of the things that Ray Ray said that uh, I remember my brother Buddy saying it at our mother's repast that uh, she had us all in our own individual compartments. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty profound. In other words, you treat them alike and all that kind of stuff, but there are certain things that each one of them need to grow as people. So uh, very interesting. Now, with all this love we talked about, I want to know, what do you guys think about and do you believe in corporal punishment? Tough love. Tough love. <laughs> corporal, and it seems like it's, it's, a, it's a strong word, but mm-hmm. I, as I've told my wife, I just refuse to have... Uh, my my children uh, run the house. That's just not going to happen. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my oldest daughter is uh, 22, mm-hmm. and uh, my youngest is uh, 
17 months. And I told her, my child, uh, you have about one more month, <laughs> a year and a half, because you understand certain things. So you have a year and a half to get it together. But I, I it's it, it is it is touchy remembering, of course, that we are adults. And, right. you know, they are the most tender beings mm-hmm. uh, to us. But I do not see uh, too much of a of a of a negative reaction or negative feedback from any from from forms of corporal punishment mm-hmm. a little tap here and there right. um because i i think that for for me personally i will i will do it the peaceful way mm-hmm. <laughs> i will the, the the soft way i will do that mm-hmm. once you make the decision to keep that up mm-hmm. then here it comes <laughs> <laughs> how about you clear yeah yeah I, I would agree um I think there's uh, benefits in that because, again, you know, everything we learn is should be learned in the house first, right? So, um, like, I I would hate for my kids to get out there and learn learn at the you know from the public side. But Mm -hmm. but anyway, I I think there are barrier boundaries and barriers in which you put in place, and then you know, um, teaching our kids that hey, if you go beyond that, there are consequences, and so therefore you you know, action is taken. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I will do that. I've, I've done that myself. It was raised that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in, in regards to that, I don't think Ray, Ray, I bet you can't say that I whoop you five times. <laughs> And the rest of me, that I don't think it was. Oh, you're saying it's, it's think, different. Oh you think he's saying it in his eyes, like that's, that's not true. That's, select, that, that's a look of selective memory. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, you know, being the the only son mm-hmm. of David Washington, it was, you know, it, it, it was tough. But I had three sisters, so I was, <laughs> I, I did get in trouble a lot. <laughs> um, but no, I did not want. Um, in any form, he may have a point, but I did not want any form of my father touching me. So, you know, but I, I did get in, in, in a lot of trouble, though. Mm-hmm. So as, it was more than five? Girl. Yeah, it was more than five. <laughs> 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 oh, I might funny. be the odd man. I mean, I'm a product of uh, oh, yeah. corporal punishment, both in educational institutions mm-hmm. where it was very common and as well as in the home. And I think I turned out fine. In fact, my uh, my dad had a special belt, which was a <laughs> thick brown belt that he had in the cupboard. And if he told you to go and get that belt, <laughs> it was you knew it was on. <laughs> but it was always done. It was never done in anger. Uh, it was purely you know done as a form of discipline. But I do think um, you know as people of all ages respond to incentives, right? And our incentives was to not have Big Mama black belt or the Big Brown black belt mm-hmm. touch our behinds. But I think kids today have different ways and incentives they respond to. So, you know, whether that's being the electronic devices or taking away certain things that they like, they could also mm-hmm. have the same result. So I think, um, I don't think I'm opposed to it. I just think that, you know, there are some other ways that are mm-hmm. maybe as effective, especially yeah. with this generation. Yeah, and I think it, when they get to a certain age, you know, that it don't work. So, you know... You can't be because if you, the older they get, then it's going to come down. You probably start leaning into beating someone, and that's that's very dangerous mm-hmm. for for all parties, mentally as well as having the police arrive at your house. 
take you away. <laughs> yes, and what we say that, it, it, you know, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Mm-hmm. I, I will really believe that is the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, yeah. my two oldest, my, my oldest and the middle child, um, maybe one of the two times that I had to do anything like that, it just, I needed a minute afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. I did not want to do it, right. but mm-hmm. I told them, I would do it if you did this mm-hmm. and they did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I swear, like like Nathan was saying, and and actually like um, like my father's always raised me. You have to, you will be a man of your word if you say you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. You need to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with Nathan. Also, I mean, sometimes you just have to see what motivates that that child, right? Because I could tell you uh, the three that I have. I did have one that was it. They would rather take the whooping than to have something taken away from them. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, to get it done and over with versus having something linger and then missing out. Right. What is, uh, what is most important as you and your family celebrate uh, Father's Day? Anything in particular that makes you feel good about a quote-unquote Father's Day and spending time with family? For for me, uh, it it, uh, it it really is a simple acknowledgement. Um, I, um, you know, I have two college age daughters uh, who who have uh, no money, so I, I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. It's just an acknowledgement. Um, there's there there are other children that just when they say Happy Father's Day, it just uh, you know at first light that mm-hmm. that makes my day. Right. So whether if you know if, if Daddy wants to go. To the mountains and the lake and do all that all day or if i just want to sit around and uh, we all watch a movie or we all go for a walk um let's just make that happen mm-hmm. but yeah. a simple call for me would be all right sounds good Nathan? yeah just being with them i mean it's a blessing to be a father mm-hmm. whether you're a biological father or you acting in the role of a father to a young man a woman a child mm-hmm. um and I think, you know, we've talked about this you know, many times, Dave. It's, uh, you know, especially as black fathers, I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, the fact that, you know, we were, uh, many times the, the role of the black father gets uh, diminished, discounted, and people, you know, don't give black fathers the, the credit that they, that they deserve and, and, and assume that, you know, we, we aren't good fathers and we aren't providers and, 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 and keepers of our family mm-hmm. and so I think you know especially for black fathers and Father's Day and the black family I think it's important for us to celebrate that and celebrate the family unit that we have and and what we're doing to make sure that you know we're providing stability within the black family and for mm-hmm. generations to come excellent Cliff yeah I, I would I would agree with uh, with Ray and Nathan as well um, I think spending time is the most valuable uh Thing you can do in celebration of Father's Day, uh, because again, you know, no moment is ever promised, and so um, every moment you want to be able to cherish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be able to say, you know, hey, I know that for every Father's Day I spent time like we did this, right? Mm-hmm. And, it does, and for for us, at least for me and my family, it's not a matter of you know, I know for Mother's Day they go out to dinner or they do mm-hmm. something you know special, but but for me, you know, keeping it low key. Um, spending time, you know, watching movies, taking a walk, whatever that may be. But I think the time spent together is, is more valuable than anything you can plan out, you know, weeks in advance. Yeah, I like if they want to give me something. I I prefer a Southwest 
<laughs> gift card. <laughs> I don't need no clothes. I'm, I'm, you know, some people hmm. love clothes. I, I'm just a pretty plain guy. I got jogging suits in the in the closet that still got tags on them. I got some jackets that Marsha bought still got tags on them. I almost gave them away <laughs> to this thing uh, at the time. Commissioner Weekly was doing it <laughs> for some young men. I'm like, don't do mm-hmm. it. Don't do it. I, get, I did give them some of the older suits. But um, in terms of, of, of just fatherhood, and I want to get each of your opinion, do you think mandatory parenting would be good for fathers in particular? We can talk about mothers as well, but I'm talking, this is a, about fathers. Do you think that that would do any good for, for folks? Mandatory parenting. I, I, I do like the idea myself. I, I do like the idea um, because I, I've uh, worked in the probation department. I've seen the, the, the negative effects of uh, absent or um, uh, just uh, not well-to-do fathers, mm-hmm. and it is, uh, it is damaging. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, um, you know, that being mandatory— whether it be like, okay, would the hospital administer that, would administer that? Would the state mm-hmm. uh, who would do that? But the, the fruits of your labor, uh, they, they, they do show. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, there are a handful of things. I think that, you know, all of us, if, you, if you're a father, you're always going to be a father, whether you're a good or a bad father, that is up to you. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, I think some basic skills, some people actually do not have, Daddy. Right. Okay. Nathan? Yeah, I, I think Ray Ray's about this. Probably some basic things that uh, that people would need to learn, especially if you're becoming a father at a young age, perhaps. But I think the more powerful um, model, though, is, is just what you see, right? So the people around you, the role models, the other fathers that you see, your own father. So I think, to me, that's more powerful when we model mm-hmm. the good and great qualities of fatherhood to others and so that they can see it, right? People always say you can't be what you can't see. Right. So, you know, I mean, I look at mm-hmm. you and there's many things that I've come to learn about fatherhood just from, you know, watching you and how mm-hmm. you interact and care for not just your family, your your kids, but your grandkids, etc. And then you know, I look at the, the life of my own father and how he raised us. So I do think that you know, that model of what you see. And, and I think it's almost a responsibility for all of us is that we have to model that behavior to others, especially younger fathers, so they can see an example. We're not perfect, but they can see an example of what, you know, you know right. being a good father looks like. Okay. Cliff? Yeah, yeah. So I'm coming from a different uh, perspective slightly, uh, just because I wasn't raised with my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would agree that um, you would want to, pick up on uh, traits that you see from within your um, community of circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously for me, looking, you know, seeing you and, and seeing Uncle Dave, you you and uh, family, that, that was helpful for me to establish that <clears throat> baseline, if you will. Because again, being a kid without a dad, you always, at least for me, right? I can only speak for me, but I would say I would always want to be the dad that I never had. Um, so sometimes what does that look like? That's going to look like, that's going to look different for everyone. But I believe, you know, again, there should be something 
um, presented in terms of some sort of uh, basic, as, as we've been calling, basic understanding of what to or, or expect. Um, you know, like the moms, they have these books, uh, you know, what mm. to expect when expecting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if there was some, if there was some sort of guide to that or like that for, you know, what to uh, prepare for it as, you know, as you become a father, whether or not mm. you're younger um, kids having kids or if you're a little older in life where it's like taking a little time to become a father. But either way, um, there should be some basics in which like these are the, the must haves <laughs> right. to cover that ground. Um, mm. But again, I think, uh, it, you know, it's going to be different for each child, right? Um, mm. Kind of like what you alluded to earlier, where, where grandmother kind of kept each kid compartmentalized. It's, it's no cookie cutter approach, mm-hmm. but there are some basics that all you know all of you had that had to be met from a from a response of a parent. And Cliff, mm-hmm. perfect segue into my next question, which is: You guys got, both got girls and boys. Are they parented differently? Nathan, you got this yeah, smile on yeah. your face. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I think so. I think they. Um, they 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 have different needs, um, and what I found is that you know they they I've, in my family at least, and I know if um, Cliff and Ray Ray and yourself you know think differently because you also have girls, but I feel like the girls mature um, faster, mm-hmm. and um, so I think that there's that difference. But I feel like you know fathers you know can become a model for. Um, you know the mates that their daughters may choose later on in life, and mm-hmm. and I think it's important that again going back to showing them the love and the protection that they get from the father. I think that's very very important to make sure that they don't you know fall for as my dad say fall for any Tom Dick and Harry right <laughs> like that just with a right. with some game as they say and a and a, and a nice smile right mm-hmm. like you know what are you bringing to the table because right. my dad took care of this and my dad provided that and, mm-hmm. and so you know you're not showing me anything that I haven't already experienced I'm not going to be mm-hmm. overawed by you uh, promising to take me on a trip somewhere right, right. been there done that right, right. Mm-hmm. so I think you know for girls you know you want to make sure that they because a lot of folks that try to you know play mm-hmm. games out there and then I think for the boys you want to teach them the value of being a man being someone who can protect his family being right. someone that can provide and again, being someone that can lead, mm-hmm. right? And so I do think there's a, there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. Ray Ray? I, I actually, honestly, um, also agree. Mm-hmm. I would say that in terms of the, the males and females, uh, just to kind of put in perspective on the way that I was raised and what my mentality is right now mm-hmm. uh, with my, you know, with my, all my girls that I have in my house, um, is that when I was younger, uh, I would be outside, you know, my father would wake me up at sat- Saturday mornings and I would have to go outside and pull weeds or or cut the wood while my sisters were in the house uh, watching Soul Train or cartoons <laughs> or anything. And so and, and I think that <laughs> there was more because of your mama because I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I think that I think society's expectations also on men and women uh, mm-hmm. could be different. Right. Um, and I know that. Uh, Nathan uh, mentioned that word leadership mm-hmm. and um, you know, that that's important uh, in all of us. Mm-hmm. I remember once uh, there was a time where my, my oldest daughter said something like, I want to uh, 
uh, married man with money or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had to sit down and had a conversation. I said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You be the one mm-hmm. with the money also. You don't go get right. a man with money. Right. Um, so old school thought. Mm-hmm. Go go to school and get go yeah. to college and come back with you, mm-hmm. a man. Yeah. Cliff, you got anything, Ted? Yeah, I would I would say about the same. You know, um, there's slight differences, but but again, um, mm-hmm. you know, you still want to raise you know responsible adults and and um, you know good citizens of, of society. But okay. uh, you would uh, you know I I guess I would say you'd have to ask them whether mm-hmm. or not there's a difference in, in the <laughs> right. way that uh, that's a good point. They're being treated them. I'm pretty sure they probably would say yes, but mm-hmm. you know, to us, we try to do our best to kind of keep it all level ground. But to you know, there are some mm-hmm. um, societal things that you know biases okay. that are make their way into to our families. All right. Well, one thing I was hoping to have enough time to give you guys an opportunity for closing remarks, but time has run out. So I want to thank you all, and once again for certainly personal disclosure, these are relatives. <laughs> <laughs> and um, which, which, you got a daughter here, Ray Ray, in the studio. What's going on? Yes, the uh, one, the, the middle one. Uh, she goes to a buoy in Maryland. This is uh, Makaya. All right, and I have hey, uh, Makaya. All right, this is Veterans <laughs> Affairs Plus on ninety one point five Jazz and more. Next Saturday, we'll have Tony Marshall will give us an update. He's our service officer. Thanks, Wes, for keeping me on track, my friend. Veterans Affairs Plus on ninety one point five Jazz and more.